This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away back. Goal. Gohei gets a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments. We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of A's Cast Live on a Wednesday here in February as we are getting closer. Looking at the can- looking at the calendar, we got another show on Friday. We've got three shows next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Two. Two? I'll be in Vegas on Monday. So two. Who says we need you? Better get Ray Jensen on the phone. Yeah, the we'll, get, we'll, yeah we'll be back. We don't need you. We'll be there for uh, three shows next week, and then, or maybe I take a day off. And then, uh, before you know it, we'll be down at spring training, bringing you all the players, all of the news, everything going on with your 2023 Oakland Athletics. This is what we have going on. We've got Stephen Nesbitt from The Athletic at 115. He's done an interesting article. So how have teams essentially scored? And there's a rating system, and you had to be successful, or you could be docked points by not being 500. X amount of years, not 500. You get docked points. And... You know, have you won a World Series? Have you been to a World Series? League championship, division series, wild card. How do you score? So you get points for all of this since we started the wild card era. The wild card era started in 1994. Even though we didn't have the playoffs, that's when it started. And the athletics on this list are 13th. And they're 13th because they've made the playoffs a lot. Problem is, they haven't been successful winning the playoffs. So they didn't get all the extra points that they would have gotten had they had won in the postseason. They would easily be top 10. And if they would have had a deep run at any point, really, when you look at this, if you had one deep run, it really vaults you. But if you had multiple deep runs, i.e. World Series winning a World Series, the A's would be top five. And I just wonder, as we'll talk to him coming up here in just a few minutes, because we have a lot to get into today, um, what that would have done for us ballpark-wise. A deep run in the postseason. Because look what happens 
four franchises in all sports. But you can just look at baseball. Look at the success of the Seattle Mariners. Would have been, what, the 95 series against the Yankees that energized everybody? A lot of people. Now, there are so many different things that go into getting a new ballpark. So I'm not going to just – you can't just say one thing. But a lot of people in the Pacific Northwest will give credit to that run energizing everybody in Seattle, around Seattle, Mariners baseball, help them get then safe go field. Now T-Mobile still? Yep, T-Mobile. And then you can say the same thing in San Diego. Their run in 98 against the Yankees and getting to the World Series, losing the World Series, but it was just after that the World Series, the town had the vote, and they voted yes on tax dollars to build Petco Park. That helped their run. Obviously, you know, now with a lot of teams not getting help from taxes, so you got to build your you got to build it yourself like the Golden State Warriors or the San Francisco 49ers or like what the Giants did, but to get that to get that tax money, it helped having that run, it helped being good, and then just even from a standpoint of the political favor, if you are paying for your own building and to have stuff go your way, Having the city jazzed about what was going on. I mean, you could say back in the day, uh, this helped Cleveland. And this is going way back to Jacobs Field, where they were building a young core. There was a lot of spirit. There was a lot of people excited. You know, we, we've always, like, you know, start out the season, the attendance is not so hot. We talk about school. We talk about it being cold. Next thing you know, here comes summertime. We're having more giveaways. Our crowds on Saturday, Sunday get a little bit larger. We start seeing twenty to 25,000 people there. And then all of a sudden we get into the postseason, people get all fired up, and we flame out. Well, what would happen if we wouldn't have flamed out? What if we would have gone deep in 12 and 13 and beat Verlander? Right? What about, you know, yeah, can't say really 20, uh, 2020 because that was COVID. No one was in the stands, but... How about 18 and 19 if we went on a deep run? You know, that would have been back-to-back wild cards. Uh, that was what, against the Yankees in Tampa. If we would have gone on a deep run then, where would we be in the same place right now? I don't know. I don't know. But it's an interesting article. Also really interesting and funny how hurt people are getting by it. Jim Bowden. Something we've talked about here with 30 teams. And we've talked about this a lot. We've talked I'm way into this. Uh, so this this article came out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm actually reading a full athletic article on this one. The article came out about, okay, baseball, once they can get Oakland and Tampa situated, I know we've heard that a lot. They're going to have to realign. And realignment is going to really hurt to the core purist. They'll get over it. They're going to have to get over all these new rules this year. They'll get used to it. Remember how big the issue was of the DH? Oh, my God. The National League can't have the DH. It will ruin everything. It will ruin everything. You can't have the DH. That's how baseball's supposed to be played. Even though everybody else uses the DH, that's how baseball's supposed to be played. The National League way, even though high school has a DH, 
College has a DH. Minor leagues has a DH. And American League has DH. But there was this belief amongst these people that this is how baseball is played. And you're like, no, everywhere else has the DH but the National League. But you can't change that. And all of a sudden, the National League has the DH. The American League has the DH. And we survive. We actually survive. Baseball did not implode. Baseball did not shut its doors. They did not stop the sport. Kids are still playing it. They're still playing it in college. They're still playing at the minor league level. And they're still playing at the big league level with a DH. I know. You thought you thought Cody said that baseball, our jobs were gone. All these organizations would go out of business because they were going to use a DH in the National League. Now the big thing is going to be. Didn't the, you say that? Uh, I don't remember if I specifically said that, but I know people were not happy about the DH coming. Where we went over this agnostic. Are they still watching baseball? Uh, they still are. I know people are going to. The go, sport still exists. Still exists. Still pretty po- Still pretty popular. Still profit. Very profitable. Just did rec- record numbers economically. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think. I think baseball is going to be okay with the DH in both leagues. Yeah, and I know everyone's going to go. But but the league batting average is the lowest it's ever been. Would you rather see pitchers hit 128 for the season collectively? I or? want my pitcher hitting .048. So the whole point is we're going to have new rules implemented. There's going to be people who are going to be hurt now. Guess what? They're going to get over it. And then once they finally expand in baseball and our buddy, the A's Hall of Famer, Dave Stewart, gets his franchise in Nashville, I don't know where the other franchise is going. Jim Bowden has it in Charlotte. Could be in in Portland. I don't know. Charlotte's interesting. Well, they have that area – now, I'm my geography on this, they have the area, it's called the Triangle, and then Charlotte's a part of that triangle, and they have their tech companies, and I guess there's a lot of money in this. I mean, because if you've been to North Carolina, South Carolina, I was just in South Carolina last year, parts of it are beautiful. Yeah, people will talk about Charleston all the time. The Carolinas are beautiful. Certain parts are beautiful. Other parts can be a little rough. But whether it's Charlotte, Portland, whatever – the article is interesting because it talks about what we've talked about. Expansion has never hurt anywhere in sports. You've heard that at nauseum here. Didn't hurt the NCAA tournament. Didn't hurt the NBA. Has obviously has it hurt the NFL? Is the NFL struggling with it since they have more teams in the playoffs? No, they got a big game coming up this weekend that's going to do record ratings numbers. People stop watching the NHL because they added more teams. Uh, no. They've added more championship golf tournaments. Uh, I mean, everywhere you go, everybody's expanded. Everybody's changed. And so getting rid of what we know as the National League and American League, people were like, oh, my God, that cannot happen. But we've talked about it. Uh, let's bring Steven on from The Athletic. Steven, uh, now that we have the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday, uh, and we are, and, and uh, your colleague Jim Bowden had the article about realignment, changing everything, and – People have been very worried about uh, about expanding playoffs. Do you think the NFL is going to be okay through all this time when they've expanded through playoffs? They've done, yeah, they've done okay. We actually just did this, um, a series a couple weeks ago looking at four of the potential expansion cities. Uh, I wrote about Portland and Montreal. My colleague Andy McCullough wrote about Nashville and uh, Las Vegas. So interesting stuff to look at. Jim was sort of a companion to all that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think expansion has worked out generally. Pretty well, although baseball, it wasn't too long ago that they were talking about contracting a couple teams in the early 2000s. It was Montreal and Minnesota, and that, that never quite got across the finish line. But 
uh, I think baseball will be okay. Well, and I think we're going to survive. Uh, we're going to survive with a DH in both leagues because a lot of people were calling my show, telling me baseball wouldn't survive that. I guess my call didn't get through. I was. I've always been a, a big proponent of DH. I grew up in Michigan watching uh, Tigers teams that were bad enough with uh, pitchers staying on the bench and not hitting. And so, after a bunch of years watching National League uh, games in Pittsburgh, I don't need to see a single more, <laughs> single more game without a DH. I would always say, listen. High school, college, minor leagues, American League, everybody has the DH but the National League. Everybody's doing it down to high school, so relax. We're all going to survive. Uh, very interesting how you mentioned it because Jim puts in Charlotte and Nashville. We know Nashville's getting a team. I, I, I do a lot of work with uh, our, our A's Hall of Famer, Dave Stewart. His, his group already has the money. Everything's in set. Nashville will be getting a team. It's where will the other team go? Obviously, we're flirting with Vegas. Uh, looking at how Toronto, the way Toronto was lumped in here in their group, because they're kind of staying more towards the Midwest than the East. As the Blue Jays, they were going to be, they were going to be with the group that's the the Ohio group. They would be with the Reds and the Guardians and the Tigers. That makes sense because Detroit and Cleveland are so close to each other. You throw the Jays in there. But if you brought Montreal back into this thing, wow, that really – that really, or you brought Portland in it, that would really change, wouldn't you say, how we look at the East or how we look at the West? Yeah, that would throw a bit of a wrench into it. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, on our site and yeah Montreal will definitely complicate things I I don't really look at Montreal like it's that realistic of an option I just don't think that the current group having just written about it the current group on the ground isn't real interested in having a full-time team and so another basically another group's gonna have to emerge another uh, potential ownership group will need to emerge if they're going to flirt with an expansion and collect an expansion fee and and all that goes into getting a team and getting a new ballpark which they need as well so you're right. Nashville does seem like a more likely option there, and it does fit into this this footprint a little bit easier. We I, we we love your article where we're looking at the wild card era, and you know I've been telling people the wild card era actually started in '94, but we had the labor strife, so we didn't have the playoffs. So our first wild card teams came after that, but it really is 1994 when it started, and you know. It, Professional sports is a what have you done for me lately, but it's actually nice to go back and look at, okay, let's see how teams have done, and you gave it a scorecard. You got positive points. You got plus points. You're in the World Series, win the World Series, league championship, division, wild card. You get minus points if you stink, and if you stink for uh, multiple years. Talk about doing this, going through the process, and I got to think it was a lot of fun to do. It was. I'm someone who loves looking back at baseball history and looking at things with a little bit of context instead of just the, what have you done for me lately? Uh, this is something I first tried a year ago, and it was very popular, but people had some thoughts, some ideas. One of them was that um, winning the World Series was was uh, a little overvalued, if that can be a thing. Um, it's always worth 11 points, where losing the World Series are worth six. Um, no, five, I'm sorry. And in my mind, winning the World Series and losing the World Series, which is still winning a pennant, aren't you know, one's not half as valuable as the other one. And so that was one of them was to sort of tweak the numbers values a little bit. Um, uh, you can look at those on, on the story as well. But the other one was people wanted, um, didn't want someone sneaking in with a wild card to be just as valuable as winning divisions. So we gave a, a plus point for that. And then if you, uh, people want to address tanking and they want to address tanking really hard, Chris, like they, they want to, um, <laughs> I agree. Average, <laughs> if, if you ask like the average person, how I should grade this, um, 
from from the comments, they would probably say like negative one for 90 losses, negative two for 100 losses, negative three for 110 losses. And my response is like, how bad do you want the Pirates to look here? Because yeah, they're already they're already at negative four. And if you if you get even more harsh, um, it's going to be uh, not, it's not undeserved, but it's just uh, there's going to be a hole they can they can never climb out of. So that was a little bit of the reshuffling we did this year. But I, I love it. I love going back uh, in history and looking um, a bit. I was born in 91. So my baseball following lifetime is really kind of that that wild card era we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, last year, we, we first looked at the um, 30 team era from 98 until present. And we said this year, it makes a little more sense to go back and we'll just credit the Rays and, and Diamondbacks uh, for the for uh, or won't 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 knock them for the time they missed. Uh, but it's interesting. It's really interesting to add in the the stretches of losing, where if you lost ninety games um, in consecutive seasons or three in a row or four in a row, you're going to get docked points. Uh, that impacts some teams hugely. The my Tigers, who I followed growing up, who were horrible, horrible, horrible in my childhood. The uh, the Royals, the uh, the Rays, certainly at the start of their their time. So um, that did add a, another element to the rankings. Well, I, I like it because our fans are always, what have you done for me lately? And our fans will always be, yeah, but. Because I'll have to say, listen, yes, haven't been to a World Series in a long time. Haven't won one and been and haven't been one since 1990. Haven't won one since 1989. But you've actually been in the playoffs a lot. Despite all the hurdles and all the issues, we've been in the playoffs a lot. And their answer is all the time, but yeah, when we got there, we didn't do anything. And I go, okay, that's fair. But that's what this scorecard allows you to know. Like, you know, were you surprised? When you add it up, we're top 15. We're in the top half, not the lower half. And obviously, if in any of those years, the A's would have made a run and maybe made a couple league championship series and made a World Series, we'd easily be top 10 and sniffing in the top five. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised a little bit um, as I added them up uh, because so much of this was an exercise of, of consistent uh, performance, consistent success, consistent failure on the, on the part of a, a number of teams here. And you're going to get credited and you're going to get docked based on that. And the A's have been consistent, even if it's not as positive as people want. Early playoff exits are always going to hurt. Um, they're going to sting. They're going to stay on that, that resume. And they're hard to hard to shake. I mean, you ask uh, you ask the Twins similar things. But if you can be a team that over the course of 28 years, I'm looking at 90 lost seasons, one, two, three, four, and coming off of one currently, only two of those in a row. That's um, that's like some pretty livable baseball, I think, as a baseball fan. Um, it's not suffering through 100 110 losses, um, you know, frequently, and these sustained tanking stretches. Tanking has has worked, unfortunately, I think, for the game, but. Uh, but I think there is some real value to that. But I understand that fans would, would certainly like to to have made deeper runs. That's that's sort of the next step, right? Once you make the playoffs, you need to learn how to make it uh, deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, you think about the Pirates being under 500 for 20 straight years. It's like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for them. It's such a great uh, baseball city. And then I think about the Yankees. You know, Buck Showalter started this whole thing with the Yankees, and then a guy named Joe Torrey comes in, and everybody – I mean, as you said, you were born in 91, so you don't remember this. You might have read about it or, or seen uh, documentaries on it, but no one wanted Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey was like, wait a minute. This guy has not been successful as a manager. Put him back in the broadcast booth. We don't want him. Well, 
That didn't age well because next thing you know, it all turns around. This young core coming up becomes great players. You got Jeter, you got Posada, you got Mario Rivera, you got Pettit, and then they got the older stars. And really in the wild card era, the Yankees have been to the playoffs basically every single year almost. I mean, it is a ama- their scorecard. When you think of just the wild card era, when you say is truly amazing, you see this is when you actually look at the definition of what's a dynasty in the in the uh, in the dictionary. I mean, you're not going to have decades, decades and decades and decades, but in the in the sports world, this would truly be World Series, all the different. I mean, they're in the playoffs every year. This is what a dynasty is. Yeah, putting the scorecard together a year ago was. Just a, a great reminder of how ridiculous that run they went on was. And and look, we can look back at the reasons that it worked. And a big reason is all the all the money they spent um, before everyone else was willing to spend that much. But um, but and 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 I think the chief complaint I've gotten here is people would like to see more of a, a recency bias. Uh, they would like that maybe it be weighted in a way that a World Series today means more than the World Series in 1998 and nine and ten and uh, 2000. Wait, why? Um, they because they want this to be they want it, okay the, what people want is for this ranking to feel like how they feel about um about the what the ranking of franchises should be which is the yankees are good but they haven't been the best right the dodgers maybe have been the best the astros recently have been the best which true they have been and i included the rankings from the last 10 years which say in the last 10 years the yankees are smack in the middle right they're 17th i think um uh, in baseball so there if you want your recency that's that's what the rankings ha- uh, what's what the yankees have been in the last decade um, and the best team in baseball has been the Dodgers. I think it's somewhat, somewhat obvious to most people, certainly in the National League. Um, but the Yankees, what they what they did there for the for the for this exercise, we can't discount that. And uh, to make the playoffs twenty four times in twenty eight years, oh. come on, that's that's what what any other fan base would absolutely um, go crazy for. But it's it's the expectation there, and it's it's not a pat on the back so much for them. It's it's expectation, and I guess good for them that they've built that. Well, it is kind of our society. Everybody wants everything now, and they want to see it now through the lenses of right now. But that just because you're great for four, you know, we want to we want to call a team that's good for five years a dynasty, right? And it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, to be a, to be a legitimate dynasty, you look at like what UCLA basketball did for all those years, or the Montreal Canadiens in hockey, or the Boston Celtics, where you you have a period that's well over 10 years. People don't want that. People want it now. They want to say a couple of years, and you're a dynasty. It's like, whoa, a true dynasty is you've got to be good through change, not the same manager, not the same player. I mean, the Yankees have had three different managers. They've had all these different players. They've had all these different guys, and to remain – competitive in the playoffs, winning divisions, going to the playoffs is, is it's just, it's amazing. And I don't care about the money. You still got to play the games. You still got to win the games. I, I, and I hate the Yankees. I'm an, I, we're Yankee haters. I just have the ultimate respect. Like when you look at the scorecard and you, you set the parameters, you set the rules, you said the wild card era, and that's what we have to go by. Yeah. And I think there's something to, there's something to a refusal to be a, to be an embarrassing product that, that some some organizations have gotten and some organizations I think have accepted that you know what we're going to put a product the pirates who I covered extensively over the years have put themselves in a position where we're going to tank we're going to be bad the Astros did it and it worked the Cubs did it and it worked and uh, there are teams like the Yankees like the Cardinals are another one that said 
no, we're going to, we're going to be a, a team in the running every year. And, and uh, it requires a lot of things to get there. And it's easy to say you want to do that. It's hard to actually commit to that. But for the Yankees to have not even had a losing season since 1995, that's, um, that's, that's something that's special, even with all the excuses people can give for why the Yankees did it, you know, a different way or in a way that not every franchise could. Yeah. Let, let's reward people for never trying to lose. Let's re- like let, let's reward people who say every single year we're about excellence. We may not win it, but we're trying. There's something to be said by somebody who never takes a step back when they're 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 trying to win, right? If you're trying to win and you take a step back, things happen. Injuries, age, bad luck, whatever. But the whole idea that we're going to applaud teams who go through a complete dumpster dive and basically diminish their brand, diminish their fan base, and then all of a sudden they get good and people want to say, well, they're the model. I I just don't agree with that. I think we should celebrate, as you mentioned, the St. Louis Cardinals. They have been a model of consistency. The Yankees, I like, for the most, the Red Sox, they've had their time, but for the most part, they've been good. I respect that. They, you have some franchises that have said, we're not going to go through the dumpster dive. We're, we have too much pride to do that, and I respect that. And you know what? I respect that just not from a baseball standpoint, but how you run your operation and your business. Yeah, and another thing that jumped out to me when I was looking at these numbers was, uh, like you mentioned, we were deducting a point for every consecutive 90 loss season. Um, and the Yankees and Cardinals were the only ones who didn't have any 90 loss seasons. But there were five teams, and they were a little unexpected to me, that didn't get any points deducted, meaning they didn't ever have uh, consecutive 90 loss seasons, which was uh, Yankees, Red Sox, as we kind of expected, the Cardinals. Then the Blue Jays and the Angels were the other two. Angels, uh, for as much grief as they get, uh, they have been consistently okay. Um, we're probably only looking at, I think, six playoff seasons, seven playoff seasons over the course of the years, but they're stuck in the middle. I guess the middle is not the best place to be, especially in this day and age where that doesn't mean high draft picks and all that. Blue Jays are another team that actually just hasn't made the playoffs hardly at all until 2016, I think, was when they got back, back into the running. But interesting to look at the teams that have had sustained um, sustained okayness, and uh, I guess su- success is one way to say it, but I'm sure they'd love – for, for a little more, uh, definitely some more playoff appearances, uh, despite not having any deductions. Well, the article is 2023 MLB wildcard era franchise rankings. Where does your team belong? We say it all the time as Eno Saris comes on this show weekly. We have a lot of guys from the athletic, and it doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, basketball, sports in general. I know a lot of soccer, hockey, but the athletic is fantastic journalism. I think everybody should subscribe. I know people get freaked out about subscribing to stuff, but it is worth it. It's the best journalism we best journalism we have going, and I respect it. Thank you so much for your time. Let's have you on again and keep doing a great job. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, how about that? A's are 13th. And it's only the only reason why they're 13th is because they haven't been a, one run 
One run, if you just look at points, if they would have gone on one run, league championship, then World Series, they'd be top ten, well into the top ten. A couple runs, they may be in the top five. The A's have been in the playoffs a lot in the wild card era. I have the article in front of me. In front of you, that paper. You want to go ten through one. Kick wow, you... I know you printed that at the A's offices because that's got color in it. I, I, I actually put it to black and white and it printed in color. Because you would not, you would not, Cody would not print in color at his own home. I don't even have a printer at home. That doesn't shock me either. But you, would, if you did have a printer at home, you would not. No, no, black and white only. Because ink costs money. Yeah. Uh, my wife prints everything from a, uh, at her uh, hospital as well. All right, number 10, the Chicago Cubs have 29 points. They have nine playoff Only years. Only cut that the World Series plays big for yeah. them. Nine playoff years, two wild card losses, three division series losses. Two In the wild card era, the Cubs have been in the playoffs nine times? Yeah. Let's see. They were in, well, they went to the World Series and uh, lost in the NLCS in 03. Yeah. Uh, then they lose to the oh, yeah, Giants. The, yeah, the Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood guys. Yeah, then they lose to the Giants in 03. O two ninety, they lost. Didn't they? What? 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 What were they? They were they, they were in a wild card game against. I'm not in a wild. They were in a game against the Giants in the late eighties. Late. Mark Gardner started the game. Wild card game in the eighties. Uh, that's Was, not. That's not possible. I mean, not in late <laughs> late nineties. Yeah, I, I'm gonna look up their playoff history, but they were not. But. Um, they have remember? Do you even remember? Mark Gardner started for the Giants. I was working at KNBR at the time. It's like ninety seven, ninety. Now ninety seven, the Giants are bad. It was what? like ninety eight, ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. Oh, it, I thought it was gonna. Oh, here we go. So we'll start with ninety five for the Cubs. The Cubs missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Lost in the uh, NL Divisional Series in ninety eight. So that might have been one you're thinking. Uh, then they make it again until 03 when they lost in the in the uh, NLCS to the Marlins. Then back-to-back years, they lost in the divisional round. I'm assuming that was to the Braves. Um, it doesn't have that they lost to. Then they lost in the NLCS, and then they won the World Series, and then lost in the NLCS, lost the wildcard game, and then they missed the playoffs, and then in 2020, they lost to the Marlins in the playoffs You want to know why they're 10th? Right there. World Series, uh, NLCS, NLCS. Those three years vaulted them big-time points, and winning the World Series is 11 points alone. Yeah. They are it's huge. They get docked for three for consecutive lost seasons. They had or consecutive ninety lost seasons. They had three, so right. they're number ten. Number nine with thirty points, the Philadelphia Phillies. They got a world. They got two World Series trips, including a Vic. Well, they've got three now. Yeah, three. Three World Series trips, losing two because they they beat Tampa, lost to the Yankees, and just lost again. Uh, this past year, but that's three trips to the World Series, losing one. That's a ton of points because they don't have a lot of playoff appearances. No, um, remember how they, many they went? They went from 2000 the last year in the playoffs. They went like 11 years without being in the postseason. I yeah, think. they. But so I'm saying 2011 was the last I'm year. Saying, I think the A's would fly by all these guys because we've been in so many times, but we just haven't gone on a deep run. Yeah, the, the only recent championship series once in 06. Eight is the Cleveland Guardians. They've had a nice run. They've had a lot of playoff appearances. They've had a couple World Series losses as well. 90, 95 and Yeah, you got to remember 16. we're going back to the Manny Ramirez, Jim Tomei, uh, the, the the Tribe, and I'll say the Tribe. Oh, 97 too. Forgot they lost Jacobs to the Marlins. Field. Three World Series. Three World Series trips for them. Seven, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Well, that three, three, three World, World Series, Series helps. All wins. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's max points. And they lost. Then they lost the one, obviously, to the Angels. Uh, six is the Houston Astros. That's all more recency bias, pretty much. 
But isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's six straight NLCSs, four World Series trips, two World Series titles, and they can't muster it because they were dog you-know-what for all those years. They have lot, they've been in five World Series since the wildcard era. Wild card era. Because they lost to the White Sox. In 05. Blummer. Yeah. Then they, they When else were they in? They were in 17 when they won. They lost in 19. They lost to the Braves. And then they Would you say five? They've been in five. They've been in five, yeah, since yeah, 95. Okay. And then they also got knocked for having uh, consecutive 90 lost seasons. They had three of those. Well, we know they lost 100-plus games. Five is the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. They've had a nice little run of success. Makes sense. Four. The Boston Red Sox. Makes sense. St. Louis yep. Cardinals. Is that two? That's two. Yeah. Yankees and Cardinals have been so consistent, it's stupid. That's like, like, and you know what? You think about how we complain about not going deep. There's a lot of Carl, Cardinal fans, even though they win and they win and they win World Series, they're still Cardinal fans. We haven't won enough. But you think of consistency between the Yankees and the Cardinals. Now, how how far is the gap point-wise wild card era between Yankees and Cardinals? Well, they're third. Braves are second. Oh, Braves are oh, – the, got... Braves, the Braves got knocked for having back-to-back 90-loss seasons, too. The Cardinals don't have any of those. The Braves have every – they're in the wild – they're in the playoffs every year. Let's see. They've won the 90s. 17 division titles in that span. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees only won 15. Uh, but the, so, it's, the Braves have 78 points, and the Yankees have 110. So, what is that? That is 32 points. But my math's correct. Right? Yeah, 10, yeah, 32 points behind the Braves are of the Yankees. I have great news because I've been worried. Do you know what my worry has been? Um, is it golf-related? No. Um, then no. Baseball-related. Ballpark? You've been, you've been getting a lot of – Bigger worry than ballpark. Because this is something that affects me on, an, on a Monday through Friday basis. Uh, the time of game. This affects me Monday through Friday. The show? I don't not, know. Not even our show. Uh, What's my favorite television show? Oh, uh, MLB Now is back? MLB Now has not been on. Like, Brian Kenny was actually hosting High Heat today, uh, be, and, and Russo showed up, Mad Dog, both oh, friends he, of the program, but he's down at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Mad, Dog, Mad Dog's kind of busy right now. But we have not seen MLB Now. And when I saw Brian Kenny, and you may not care, but sometimes <laughs> a good host has to bring it back to himself. I care because I can tell you, there, whether you agree with their takes or not, is this fair? Yeah. Whether you agree with their takes or not, I keep forgetting which camera I'm looking at. I'm at this camera now. <laughs> talking to you people, not over there, I'm talking to you. Whether you agree with it, it is by far the most educated, informative baseball show that's ever existed. I don't disagree with that. There's nothing There's nothing that even sniffs it. I mean, I know some people, oh, baseball tonight. Nah, baseball tonight was let's put X players on and let's hear what they have to say. This is truly deep dive, hardcore, entertaining also, but it's the best baseball show breaking down the game. Yes, there's an analytics slant, but they bring on guys who are not in. Like, like you, you get you get a guy like uh, my guy Al Leiter who just craps on analytics. So you get you get the best of the mo. You get you get ex players that really know how to talk about the game. You get at, you get executives, so they'll have executives on there, and you'll get. 
top media personality. It is by far the best show. The news is, I thought it was dead. Oh, well, well, it hasn't been on all offseason. I wouldn't know because I don't have, well, my cable provider got rid of MLB Network. You you don't have a cable. cable. Well, my my streaming service got rid of MLB Network. Grown-ups actually have cable and pay for it. I don't know. If we, if we could pull, if we could put that. Oh, I know. Oh, you don't pay for anything anymore. You don't want to pay for anything. You want to pay like five dollars for it. And you wonder why the, the world is what it is. <laughs> I pay a lot for my internet, though. Um, I had to go through my contact, my buddy Moses, MLB Network. Once I saw Kenny on high heat today, I, I got scared. I'm like, oh my god, he's now Moses, like, friend of the program, join us in yes. San Diego. Uh, one of the great producers at MLB Network said. MLB now, still fine, still a show, won't start till the season starts. <sighs> There's they, they provide us with great content. Yeah, well, I mean, them and uh, well, I do get a chance to listen to Bowden and the Duke, uh, as, as, or Farron and the Duke. Farron always says they're America's show prep, um, which I don't disagree with that when I do listen. They okay, talk first about- of all, no one in America is listening. We're the ones listening. <laughs> so they're our show prep. Well, shots, no one else- shots fired to Farron. I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> They got random people listening, and we're the one. Me playing golf, listening to them. So that is good news. Um, but yeah, go look at this article. It makes you kind of realize, okay, how, how's everybody? How's everybody really been doing? And you just start to realize, wow, Yankees, Braves, Cardinals. If you want to talk about consistency in a sport where there can be a lot of inconsistency, because you could say, oh, the Yankees have spent all this money. Well, they were spending money in the '80s, and they were terrible. So you got to spend money, but you got to be good at it. Speaking of money, you don't even know what I have for you today. You don't know, and you don't know. But are you ready? Yeah. According to my sources, and this is a credible source, the owners are meeting in Palm Beach, Florida. Do you want to know who my insider is? Um, Should I reveal my source? I go, you never reveal. You never reveal sources. Come on, you've been in the industry long enough. It's USA Today. Um, <laughs> Bob Nightingale. Bobby Nightingale has it in the USA Today that uh, owners are meeting in West, West, not West Palm, just Palm Beach. Oh wow! There's West Palm Beach, I believe, and Palm, but they're just going to be in Palm Beach, Florida. I'm sure the weather's very nice there right now. I'm sure Florida's probably in the 70s, high saying, 70s. I mean, we're we're. Arizona's mid seventies right now. We're supposed to be hitting sixty five today in San Jose. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Arizona. I can't wait to get down there, and my white legs and shorts. All righty, you think they're going to be talking about this? There are six teams in Major League Baseball, led by the Mets, who have payrolls exceeding two hundred million. Okay, let's write this down. Let's write this down. So you've got six teams, 200 mil plus. I think I can guess them. Now, do you think that's good? Yes. Okay. You've got 11 teams who are under 100 million. Not good. That's negative. All right. So you've got thirteen. That's eleven and six, right? So you got thirteen and above, or right in the middle there. Yeah, between one hundred and two hundred. So yeah, thirteen in the middle. 
But problem is you've got way more below than way more high. And they're all going to meet. How do you think the discussions are going to go? Because clearly the 11 are not happy about the CBA that was agreed upon. And we heard about this. And I mentioned it. And I kept mentioning it going, you guys all think the, the fight's between the owners and the players. There's a bigger fight brewing between the owners and the owners. Because you think they're happy with the projected payroll for the Mets at $335 million? And that's not counting Correa's number. What he would have made it even more. Yeah, it would have been like they would have been hanging out with the larger tax somewhere in the $400 million range, which is just unbelievable. So there was $2.6 billion spent in free agency by seven teams. The rest of the 23 remaining teams combined for $877 million. So the seven teams that spent 2.6, that's an average of $371 million. The 23 teams that spent 877, average is 38.1. So everybody's like, oh my God, look at all the spinning. It's great. It was basically seven teams. Yeah. Uh, Padres, Yankees. Um, Dodgers didn't really sign anyone. Dodgers didn't sign anyone. Um, the, who the Braves? The Braves signed anyone? Oh, the Twins. At, twins, twins with Correa. Twi- twins at being a team. Uh, yeah, I guess you would throw Boston in there because they signed uh, Yoshida. 80, 85 million. Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. Maybe 90, somewhere in there. So he got money. Um, let's see. Does it mention who the teams are? The seven? Or does he just say seven? Uh, Philly with Trey Turner. Philly with Turner. Xander Bogarts went to San Diego. Yeah, so you got them. Um, let's see, Giants didn't really sign anyone. Uh, Toronto, uh, Toronto signed Bassett and Kiermaier. I don't think the Astros with a Brave is going to count for no. that. But no. whoever the hell it is, that's what that's what the numbers are. And I wonder how many of the owners are really going to chat about this. In the previous seven years, just three of the 14 teams ranked in the top 10 in payroll. So three in the previous seven years, just three of the 14 World Series teams ranked in the top 10 in payroll. So just because, you you know, like like look at the Rays. Rays got in there against the Dodgers. That hurts. Um, now, that's good for the, the lower clubs. But just, I mean, spending money helps doesn't mean because technically – I don't think the Nationals, when they won it, were one of the highest payroll teams. I'm trying to think. I I'm mean, just looking they, at the list. I mean, Scherzer and they had Scherzer. Harper was gone, so you get Scherzer. Yeah, they they might not have been because they Strasburg right. didn't have that big deal no, yet. Yeah, I did. And Rendon was Rendon was on a smaller deal because he signed the big deal with the so Angels. So think about it. Previous seven years, just three of the 14 World Series teams ranked in the top ten in payroll. I'm going to say Do- what, Dodgers, Braves, and maybe Houston. You know, Houston right now going into the season, this is a team that everybody says is the great Houston Astros. They're ranked 11th in payroll. They're not even top 10. Astros keep winning despite not going into top five and doing that. They just keep winning. So I just wonder how, how are these talks going to go? Because you have a lot of these bottom owners who are angry about – Luxury tax going up, the ceiling going up. They're not happy. 
They're not happy. Plus, they're going to be going, hey, we want to expand. We want to expand. Expansion means huge money for these owners. Huge money. It's free money. It's like a free cash grab. A lot of these guys, while they're still alive, get this big cash grab. Expansion. That's what it was for the NFL. Why do you think? I mean, think about it. Think about everything we've been going through, everything Tampa's been going through. Just think about that, right? And in that time, the NFL, they told San Diego, Oakland, and St. Louis, get your act together. And they didn't. So what did they do? They moved them. Not only did they move them, but the NFL helped build SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, Inglewood to be exact, and Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The NFL told three towns, get your act together. They didn't get their act together, so they moved them. Now, there's people in those towns will debate that, but it is what it is. You don't have the teams anymore. Left San Diego, Oakland, and St. Louis. They've built three. They built two stadiums. They've hosted a Super Bowl already at one, and the Raiders are getting one at Allegiant Stadium, and the Raiders have hosted the draft. All that has happened while we're still waiting around and Tampa's still trying. We're we in Tampa. All that's happened. But Tampa's really excited. Warriors have moved to a new arena, built a new arena, and hosted an NBA Finals in this And time. won the NBA Finals. I mean, all, a lot has happened in other sports while baseball's been trying to figure out how to expand to 32 teams. Hell, LeBron James passed Kareem before the, the stadium. Unbelievable. All this stuff that's gone on. <laughs> how many Super Bowls? How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady been <laughs> To how many league he's been to what? Fourteen, right? In this in this saga of the A's in a new building, how many Super Bowls has he been to? Uh, uh let's see. A lot. Yeah, there was ten. So, pretty much. I mean, there was a stat about him too. By the way, not to go off on Brady, the newly retired Tom Brady, that the the guy with the most playoff wins before, like after forty is Tom Brady. Like there was a, someone had it. I I'd have to find it. I don't want to butcher it, but there, some of the Tom Brady stats you're gonna find going forward after he turned forty are gonna be amazing. Of just the level of success he had. But then you have guys like Trent Dilfer saying, uh, I don't like the new era of the game. Trent Dilfer, who won a Super Bowl because of a top three defense all time, is saying how Rodgers and Brady aren't that impressed. He's not impressed with the era they played in. So there's that. I don't mean to go off on a tangent. Congratulations, LeBron James, for passing Kareem last night. Pretty cool moment. Just want to get that in there. A lot of people, I was sure it was viewed all over. Of course, the image they took of LeBron with the shot, literally every person in the picture has their phone out. Right. Whether they showed Jordan making uh, – our boss, Delaire, showed me a picture when Jordan made the shot over um, – uh, who was the who was the, the Utah Jazz player he made the uh, – Byron Russell. Literally everyone's just staring at it because, you know, phones were big then. Now it's this. There was one guy, Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, uh, was the only guy, like, not on his phone in the picture with LeBron last night. And I thought it was cool how Kareem was very gracious – but you really – can I be a Debbie Downer here? Yeah, sure. Do you really think it's that – should we really celebrate it? Do you I, think it's fair that we celebrate it? I think I know where you might be going because I heard this take before already. Kareem played without a three-point line. Kareem had to play four years of college basketball. That, that was when he was still Lou Alcindor. Kareem was forced to play four years of college basketball and wasn't even able to play his freshman year. LeBron came out of high school. Kareem had to play four years. Kareem was the best player, arguably, in basketball while he was in college but couldn't play in the NBA. 
Oh, yeah, and didn't have a three-point line. But put four years, take four years away from LeBron. That's taken four years from Kareem. Let's be honest. Yeah, LeBron. Bet you didn't think of that, did you? Well, I I think you're going to go with the three-point line. But you didn't think about Kareem was forced to stay because they didn't come out as juniors. They didn't come out as sophomores. You had to be there for four years. Four years. And at that time, I heard the stat today. And Kareem – so Kareem couldn't play. They wouldn't allow freshmen to play. But when was when Kareem was able to play, UCLA was like 88-2. and two. Yeah, they never lost. Their team was He was literally better. I mean, Russell, Chamberlain, I get it. But Kareem was forced to play four years of college basketball that LeBron never had to. So, great accomplishment by LeBron. Love LeBron. I think he is uh, no doubt one of the special athletes of all time. Uh, I think he's a salt-of-the-earth type person, what he does for people away from the court. And I think people who criticize him and say he's not Jordan. Let me tell you something. Michael Jordan was all about one thing. Michael Jordan. That's not LeBron James. I'll take LeBron James as a person over Michael Jordan any day of the week. He's helped kids go to college. He's helped put food on on tables. LeBron James, what he's done in Akron in his hometown, what he's done in Cleveland, everywhere he's been, LeBron James is a great man. So I congratulations to LeBron James. I'm just joking. It was a great feat. I do want to give Kareem his due. Yeah, for Kareem, sure. And I've interviewed Kareem. It was one of the special moments of my career. It was really cool because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is amazing. But, yeah, LeBron James should be celebrated. Um, he's – so one of a kind. I, I mean, not 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 many human beings are that big and move like that. Is it they little, don't come around often. We'll never. I don't think we'll ever see another athlete like him. Okay. Whenever you say that, then you know what happens. Another athlete comes. Yeah. Just like him. May, maybe next generation. But there will always be another one. Uh, there's never. There's never been somebody who they someone didn't come later on and do great things to. There's never been that. Never. Ever. Ever has there ever been. We've always found people who can run faster. We've always found people that could break records. It's always happened. The wild thing, too, about LeBron, yes, he's number one in scoring now, points all time. He's also fourth in assists for, what is he, a 6-8 forward who plays really a point guard. He plays, he's, a, he's a point forward is what we should call him. Um, the guy is unbelievable. But fourth all time in assists, too. It's not like he's just a scorer and that's it. Fourth all time in assists is pretty remarkable. Yeah, you're you're dealing you, when you think about LeBron, you think about Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's run is just of excellence. It's incredible. Tom Brady was drafted by Gary Hughes in the Montreal Expos. By the Montreal Expos. What round was it? He was drafted in the as a catcher, 1995. My last year at San Jose State Baseball, 1995. They got a story in here about because uh, Brady knew a Rod. All these guys know each other. You know how they always know each other? Is there a biogenesis involved in that one? So Brady, so A-Rod gave, gave, gave Brady Ichiro's number. Ichiro gets a text, and Ichiro says, he's talking to one of the coaches that this guy that A-Rod knows texted him. The Mariners coach says, what's the guy's name? Ichiro says, quote, some, ni- some guy named Tom Brady. Who the bleep is Tom Brady? <laughs> this was back in the day, Ichiro. Because Tom Brady wanted to know about his stretching program. I guess Ichiro has a 
legendary stretching program. The guy played until in his forties. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't discount it. Um, well, I mean, so did Brady. Brady played to be until he's forty-five. Then he hung it up. Um, not to get off too much in the NFL, but hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to take a dark retreat, darkness retreat, and then he's going to contemplate his future, and he maybe he will be a Raider. Why do you know he's well? Why do you think he's going to a dark retreat? Um, I don't know. Black hole. Because he's seeing the light. <laughs> he sees the light through the darkness, and that is the silver and black of the Raiders. <laughs> he will be a Raider. Mark my words. No sources have said anything to me. I'm just, <laughs> I put my money on it. He will be a Raider. And the Green Bay Packers will become irrelevant very fast. Yeah, they're <clears throat> their days of going to the playoffs every year will be over. Yeah, it's because the Lions are coming in that division. Not your Bears with Justin Fields, another overrated uh, Ohio State quarterback. Oh, the the kid in the draft this year from Ohio State looks to be good, but who knows? Yeah, good luck. Okay, coming up next. Are we going to talk relocation? Realignment. Realignment. Sorry. Realign. Relocation is a dirty word around here right now. Realignment. But there's one team that's the problem. One team. We just can't figure it out. There's one team that's a fly in the ointment. Now, there's going to be 32 teams, but one team is a royal, as my father used to say, you're a royal pain in the bleep. Who is this team? You'll find out next right here on A's Cast Live. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's that time of the year. Single game tickets are now on sale for the 2023 season. Secure your tickets for some of the biggest matchups, fireworks, drone shows, giveaways, and more. From opening weekend against the Angels to the 50th reunion of the 1973 World Series team, unique giveaways like pit viper glasses. There is so much happening at the ballpark this season. Don't miss out on other homestands as we take on the Giants, Padres, Yankees, Cubs, and Braves. Visit athletics.com slash tickets to get yours now. That's athletics.com slash tickets. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, quickly. So last seven years is three three teams. And we think we know who. Just three of the 14 World Series teams ranked in the top ten in payroll. That, would, of course, would be the Los Angeles Dodgers, so they make up for three of the 14. Yeah. Okay, so they were in three times. So they're in. Phillies, we know, last year were the third highest payroll in baseball. So they're in. The third would be, I mean, I already told you because I did the research. But do you know? The Red Sox? The 2018 Red Sox had the highest payroll in baseball. Uh, Dave Everybody, Dombrowski. Everybody else, though, wasn't a top 10 payroll team that was in the playoffs. So everybody's freaking out about payroll. Doesn't mean anything. I think this year, um, you saw that the payrolls here. I think the Braves are now a top 10 team. 
Um, obviously, I'm seeing the teams now that weren't that weren't then who are a top ten team. The Braves are obviously the Padres are. These are teams also paying. I'm thinking when you said the luxury tax or six highest payrolls, it, it was like Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Padres. Phillies and one other team who are going to have to pay the luxury tax, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't see the Padres in any of these World Series. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm thinking more of the luxury tax for this upcoming. This From this past season till now, they're going to have to pay the luxury tax. That came out a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I want everybody to know that you do have people who read titles and then they skip all the paragraphs And then they go straight to the meat. And everybody went to school with people who didn't read directions. And they always had that. They always they always gave you that test, right, where they give it to you and people would immediately start filling it out. But the test was you were supposed to read that. You don't take it the test yet. And they'd catch you on that one. Remember that? Yeah. There are always the people that don't read the directions. They just go straight to start doing the test. And they don't want to read the stuff. And that's basically what happened with Jim Bowden's article when he put it out there about, hey, listen, 32 teams, baseball's going to go to it. They're, they're going to need to do something to realign. And now that you have 32 teams that baseball's want to do like the NFL, you can truly realign and make everything easier. Make travel a lot better. So the West Coast teams are not at the disadvantage are not at a disadvantage because they travel way more than the East Coast teams. How can we make that a little more even? And you're going to have four teams per division. So what's the best way to do it? So they gave the expansion teams to Nashville and Charlotte. So Dave Stewart, you're in. Problem is, is when people saw this article on Twitter – They immediately went to see just what the divisions were, and they reacted, and they flipped out, and they were saying a lot of nasty stuff. And it's like, well, if you would have read the directions, the directions said if they expand, they're going to have to realign, and this is what makes best sense. And, yes, you're going to basically get rid of the American League and the National League. You'd have a Western Conference and an Eastern Conference. We're fine with that in other sports. And everybody's going to flip out about it, but trust me, after a year, you wouldn't care anymore. But the fact that people really didn't read why Jim Bowden did this, they just went straight to the divisions, and they're, I can't believe you put the Mets in the Yankee. Well, we're putting everybody close to each other. It's called a map and geography. So we're going to take all the teams in Southern California and put them together. Why? Because they're all next to each other. Because the days that... The Reds and the Braves and the Astros were all in the National League West was a joke. (laughs) And the American League West, A's fans, the fact that the Royals and the White Sox and the Twins were in the West was a joke. We're now going to do it right. We're going to look at a map. I have in front of me the map of the United States of America. And you can see how this all makes sense. But there's one problem. The Colorado Rockies. They're a problem. They're an absolute problem. 
and they're in the middle of the country. They're actually close to the Royals when you look at the map. But that's that's about I mean, their closest teams are really St. Louis and Kansas City. You got nowhere to go. Look at the state. Do we have a baseball team in Nebraska? No. Do we have a team in South Dakota? No. North Dakota? No. Montana? No. Idaho? No. Wyoming? Nope. Utah? No. New Mexico? No. Oklahoma? No. These are all the states that are around Colorado. I'm looking at the map. And the Royals, they're on the fur. They're Kansas City and Missouri. They're the furthest you can get from their border with Colorado, the great border of Kansas-Colorado. I mean, seriously, there's nowhere to put them. So you know who's got to swallow it? You know who's got to suck it up? We do. It's unfortunate. But I understand it. I'm not going to – let me get my helmet in here. I'm not going to hate on it. It's just somebody's got to take the, somebody's got to take them. So let's go over this and just show you how it makes sense. We've talked about it a lot. Do you have any problem other than the Rockies? No. They have to play somewhere. You gave them a franchise. They've got to play in some division. No, and, and the division would be the what was it? The Pacific Division is what we call it in the Western Conference. Remember, there there be uh, eight total divisions in the each uh, four in each conference, so the the conference the division would be the Pacific. And let's start with the green and gold. Makes sense. We've said it. I've said it over and over again. It is ridiculous. We're not in the same division with the Giants. It's, it's ridiculous. We're thirteen miles from each other. If you did the tape measure, started the Coliseum, went to the water, took the boat over to the, we're like thirteen miles from each other. How are we not in the same division? It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like saying, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have UCLA and USC not be in the same. We're not going to have the Clippers and the Lakers in the same. I was waiting to see where you went with USC and UCLA. You, uh, we, we, no, yeah. We're going to put UCLA in the Big 12, and, and we're going to put USC in the Big 10. No, they're in the same town. They're in the same league. It's called how rivalries work. It's ridiculous. Dodgers and Angels are not in the same division. It's ridiculous that the Cubs, because you now make, that's what interleague play gave us a little bit, but now you could truly have crosstown rivals. Yankees-Mets should be in the same division. It's going to spice it up. Because you're trying to tell me this Rangers-A's rivalry is really heated up? (laughs) No. So I get it. Us Giants, great. I want to stay all in California, but I know somebody's got to swallow the Mariners and the Rockies. That's the only thing that sucks. We can we cannot shake the Mariners. There's no way for us to shake the Mariners. They're like the bad neighbor you can't get rid of. Yeah, they're always going to be there. And unfortunately, we're going to get the Rockies. It's just the way it is. We're going to get the Rockies. So it's. Rockies. Now I'm going to say Denver's a nice town. I've had a good. I, I've had some really good times in Denver. So if you're saying as a road trip, going with the A's, Denver's a cool spot. Coors Field's a beautiful ballpark. Good food, good people, good downtown. I like Denver. 
I've only been, I've only ever been to the airport. My wife's been the course though. She swore that it was it's a fun g- spot. Yeah, I've had. She I've, liked Denver too. I've had some good times in Denver. Um, Seattle, great city, having a lot of issues, but great city. All star games there this year. All right, West Division. This totally makes sense. Dodgers, Angels, Padres. They're all. I mean, it's all right there. Geographically, pretty close. All right, and then Arizona, and then you got to realize Arizona is made up of a bazillion transplants from Southern California. We need to get one of our Arizona uh, experts on. I would say if you talk transplants, Southern California to Arizona is the biggest group of people who have migrated to the desert. I'm just going to do a quick uh, Google map search of how long it is driving-wise from Dodger Stadium to Chase Field in Phoenix. Um, six hours a drive. Do uh, do uh, the Big A. Angels, yeah. Big A to Chaseville in Phoenix, five hours fifty eight minutes. So it's closer to go to Anaheim. Put San Diego, and then Petco. Because San Diego's more of a straight shot to Arizona. Five and a half. So literally, it's five and a half, six, six and a half. And then you're talking the Big A. Do the big A to San Diego. Okay. Angel Stadium to Petco. Not, Petco to Angel Stadium. Not barring traffic. We'll do it the other way. Angel Stadium to Petco. Well, they're showing traffic. Yeah, an hour and 51 minutes. It's 93, almost 94 miles. Yeah, it's really, I've done that drive a bazillion times. You can get to Disneyland. Petco's downtown. I grew up next to San Diego State. You can get to Disneyland in basically an hour. No traffic. And then Dodger Stadium, the Petco is. Well, you're in traffic, so yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's only three hours and thirty, three hours and three minutes. It's traffic. 123 but, minutes. <laughs> yeah, but what's it miles wise? Uh, 123 miles. 120. Sorry. So see, they're very close to each other. So that division makes total sense. D-backs, Angels, Dodgers, Padres makes total sense. All right, we head to the Southwest Division. Makes sense. You've got Rangers, Astros. They're in Texas. Uh, makes sense to have St. Louis and Kansas City. The reason why St. Louis, St. Louis has a major following when you look at the map, if you go below in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, their radio station for all those years, that's why everybody grew up a Stan Musial fan in the Midwest. All those, all those cities love the Cardinals. The Cardinals still have a massive fan base in Texas That even rivals at times the Rangers because these people all grew up Cardinal fans. you got Cardinal fans in Iowa, Nebraska, Illinois even. Well, put it this way. The Marion Mule was who? Ray Fossey. The great Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey grew up in Illinois. Ray Fossey grew up a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Stan Musial was Ray Fossey's favorite player. Even though Illinois has Chicago and has the Cubs and the White Sox, all those people from western Illinois, because they're like right on the border, right, of St. Louis, uh, they're all Cardinal fans. So there's Cardinal fans. So that division makes total sense. To see, to see a, a flight from Houston to St. Louis, an hour and 50 minutes. This makes sense. Astros, Royals, Cardinals will fit well the Midwest division of the Western Conference, and already you, you you're cool with Western Conference because it sounds like the NBA where the Warriors yeah. play. 
Western Conference. Where the Lakers play? Western Conference. Where the Clippers play? Western Conference. I think everybody's kind of okay with the Western Conference. If you throw, if you throw in the Kings, y'all, they're all in the same division in the West. Sacramento, I forgot about you. Passion for purple. My apologies. Uh, Midwest Division. This makes this makes great sense. Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Twins. They're all drivable. Actually, you know what? I'm curious how, how what is the drive like from Wrigley? We'll do Wrigleyville, Chicago, to what's their um, the Brewers gu- guaranteed? No, I just want to see how far it is from Chicago to the um, where do they play? What side of Chicago? West. Well, uh, the east. east side, north side. South, South side. side. Uh, well, it can't fly there, so it, it is a yeah, eleven miles between the two. And they're not in the same. They're actually the Cubs are closer to the White Sox than we are to the Giants, and they're not in the same division. What a joke! All right, go go. Uh, Milwaukee's a quick drive because you know my oh, buddy AJ's done it. Chicago to Milwaukee is is not. Uh... There, there we go. From Wrigleyville, Chicago, to American Family Field, and it's an hour and f- it's eighty, it's ninety miles. But that's what traffic is an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah, it's eighty nine miles. It makes sense. Cubs, White Sox, Brewers. So those are your divisions in the West. It's a Midwest division of Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Twins. Southwest division is Astros, Royals, Cardinals, Rangers. West division is D-backs, Angels, Dodgers, Padres, and then the Athletics will be in the Pacific Division. Giants, Mariners, us, and the Rock. Somebody's got to take the Rockies. Yeah, the only one we've got to wear it. Somebody's got to yeah, take the Rockies. The, the only one in that in the division with the uh, the Midwest division in the West, uh, it's like six and it, so it's, it's four hundred miles from Chicago to Minneapolis. How much? Four hundred about like four ten, and that's not that bad. How long is no. the flight? How the flight from? Oh, it's a pop. hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, seriously, it's a. It, these all make sense. Now let's go to the Eastern Conference. When I think Eastern Conference, I think Celtics, Knicks, Sixers, Heat, Cavaliers, oh, Hawks. Uh, I think Charlotte Bobcat. I'm oh, sorry, Raptors. Charlotte Hornets. Now, what are they? Uh, Charlotte Horn. The Orlando Magic. Shaq still playing for them. Don't you dare forget. Uh, the um, the Bulls. Uh, CNN reporting Disney cutting 7,000 jobs. Yeah, a lot of people are. By the way, I played golf with yesterday with one of the 12,000 laid off from Facebook. I mean, uh, Salesforce. Oh, wow. They did it, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, but he's got eight months to figure out his golf game and to find a new job. That's what It's nice to work for a tech company. All right. We head to the Eastern Conference. Where do you want to start? Uh, Eastern. Let, let's do. Let's do everyone's favorite. Let's talk about the East. All right, Eastern the East. Conference. This makes total sense. Red Sox, Yankees, Mets, Phillies. I've done the train ride from Philly to New York. It is simple. It's literally nothing. They all make sense. Yankee Stadium to to City Field is ten about ten miles. That's the closest we got. The closest. Rivalry we'll have will be Yankees Mets going from borough to borough. So totally makes sense. Philly always close. We saw Giants Phillies just recently in the playoffs, the NFL playoffs. Philly, New York, great rivalry with Boston. Totally makes sense. Let's go to this one is not that big of a stretch. I think you think it's a stretch, but it's not if you know your geography. The North Division. Because Cincinnati is not considered north. 
But you have the two Ohio teams. You got Cincinnati and Cleveland. Now Detroit is just on the other side of the lake from Cleveland. Do the flight. We did the flight. Uh, I was on one of the road trips. It was Cleveland to Detroit. I think the flight was 15 minutes. Now that's in a obviously commercial. That's not a commercial. That's private. In a private, it's literally 15, 20 minutes. Glenn Kuyper coming up here in a couple minutes will back me on this. Um, okay, that's not correct. Why is it's Comerica, ba- Comerica Park, right? That's what the uh, Tiger Stadium is called? Yeah, it's always been Comerica. There we go. So from Progressive Field in Cleveland to Comerica Park, it's 168 miles. Do flight. Um, I but mean, you, can't, you can't even fly. They don't even have flight, do they? Let's see. We'll just do Cleveland to – We'll do Cleveland to Detroit because obviously that's probably the closest airport. Yeah, you just fly which which which, which lake is that? It, it doesn't have a flight available. Is it Lake Superior? Um, no, this is Lake Erie. This Lake. is Lake Erie. Okay, I mean it's li- I mean we did it, Cleveland to Detroit. It's like fifteen minutes, so that makes sense, right? And then Toronto, go north. Toronto is just on the other side of right above Michigan, right? Isn't yeah. it I, almost? Because yeah, my maybe a little bit east of that. Uh, here I'll just do it from here. My my wife's family grew up in Detroit, and I always joke that they're from Canada. Yeah, it's it's not. It, it makes total sense. Detroit to Toronto. Okay, Detroit to Toronto, driving wise, two hundred thirty one miles. But if you fly, it's an hour ten. Yeah. So they really make sense. You keep the two Ohio teams. Makes total sense. All right, Mid Atlantic Division. Oh, here we go. So now we start heading we start heading a little more west, but we're still east coast centric. You're gonna obviously have the Nationals and the Orioles together. They call it the Beltway. Yes. All right, so you're gonna have the, those together. And then this is where you put the Pirates. The Pirates is kind of geography wise, fits right in Pennsylvania. And then you have Charlotte which is south, but a little bit north-south. Yeah. All right? So if you look at the map, those teams make sense. And then this one, you can't, you can't, you cannot say this, this southeast division, this says it all. Atlanta, Tampa, Miami, Nashville. Yes, I agree with that. It all, it, the, the, I'm telling you, that's why I teased, you got that tease, right? They said there's one team. It's one team that throws a wrench in everything. It's the Rockies. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to take on the Rockies. All these other divisions make total sense. Makes sense. And I know, you can't get rid of the American League. You can't get rid of the National League. Yes, we can. Everybody's playing each other now. Everybody has a DH. There is nothing different about the American League than the National League. There's nothing. Except your history. There is zero, zero. You got to realize, back in the day, the National League and the American League were absolutely separate. The American League had their own president. The National League had their own president. Those days are over. There's one commissioner. Everybody's under the umbrella of Major League Baseball. Everybody plays by the same rules, and now everybody plays each other. And now you're going to get two more teams to make 32. You got these eight four-team divisions. I don't see what the problem is other than we've got to, we've got to adopt the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, uh, by the way, from Miami to Nashville flight, two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's there's not there there it, it's just the Rockies. You just have to find they're out in the they're out in the mountains. 
What is Oakland to Denver? It's, not, what, it's not very far. That's what I was doing. Oakland to Denver is two and a half hours. Yeah, it's not Flight. that bad. It's not that bad. You're not driving. Well, if you want to drive, uh, especially right now when it's probably uh, snowing, the you Rockies. You want to drive. It's, uh, I've done that drive. It's only 19 hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> 1,250 miles. I like it. I do. You think Kipe's going to like it? It's a good question. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't. He seems to be hip at I mean, the times. I tr- mean, traditionalists are going to, you know, they freaked out. We, we keep freaking them out. We freak them out with rules, the DH. Now you're going to take away their American League and their National League? The senior circuit? How are you going to say the senior circuit anymore? I don't know. You'll figure it out. Time for change. And we're going to, trust me, 10 years from now. Now, the problem is a lot of people who are not going to like it may not be here 10 years from now. But 10 years from now, Giants A's? Are you kidding me? These kids will grow up seeing it all the time. They'll love it. It blossoms into this great. And you're going to lose, I mean, you lose some rivalries. You lose Dodgers-Giants, you lose Cardinals-Cubs, but you know what? For the better of the game, long-term, years from now, nobody's going to care. Nobody. Nobody. 10 years, 20 I mean, think, because you make these type moves, not for now, it's for the future of the game. 20 years from now, no one's going to be like, oh, man, the Dodgers and Giants or the Cardinals and Cubs are not in the same. Who's going to care? A lot of that, too, is a carryover from New York, though, right? Because they both were in New York. That's They're... all a carryover from New York. I mean, I get it now, North, NorCal, SoCal. The... Well, we lose that. I always wanted to be one where it was Angels, Dodgers, Giants, A's. Yeah. And if we had to take the pod race, fine. It, there's, yeah, if you want to do a whole California division. But if we're going to have four, you got to put four. We, we, we have a bad neighbor in the Mariners that we have to deal with. <laughs> And then we've someone's got to take the guys out in the mountain, and we're going to get them. Would you rather have the Rockies or the Rangers play in the division? Well, we've seen it. No matter what, Rangers has never – Texas and Oakland just don't – it just, just does – there, there's no there there. I don't know what Colorado is going to bring. I do know great rivalry between the Raiders and the Broncos. I've lived it. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I've, li- one. I've lived a Denver-Oakland hate relationship. I've seen it, different sport. But I can't – we've never we've never been able to muster Warriors-Mavs. Yeah, like – I what? mean, you've had, you've had the We Believe team, but there's never been this, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's Golden State against Dallas. It's this rivalry. You, just, you can't – a California team can't have a rivalry – with a Texas team, unless it's Niners, Cowboys, and that was based off the players. Yeah. And everybody wants – everybody has a rivalry with the Cowboys. Uh, spoiler, the Shark-Stars rivalry is not a rivalry. <laughs> if- well, think about – and people are going to go, Niners, Niners, Cowboys. Cowboys have a rivalry with Washington, Philly, New York. They're the Cowboys. they got a rivalry with everybody. Yeah, and the Niners have owned them in the playoffs. It's not even a rivalry in the playoffs anymore, even though people keep trying to make it like it is. Um, but it's not. I mean, it's just every, it, every, everybody wants to have a rivalry with Dallas. Yeah, and you go and you go back to the thing. But, but for us, Arlington, there's, not, there's no there there. We've been in the same division for how many years, and there's no there there with Texas teams. Yeah, it's not like we, we you know, have the rivalry. We see Eric uh, Nadell in, in the Rangers broadcasts, and we're like, get out of here. We don't like you. Like, this, 
There's no. And our well, fans... how about this? If the Astros never cheated, right, we would have no animosity towards the Astros. I, I, I agree with that. There I would think... be zero animosity if there wasn't the cheating scandal. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you might have the few fans that are mad that they won the World Series. That's what you're mad about? I mean, come on. No. There wouldn't be. The animosity is based off the cheating scandal. Coming up next, the TV face of your Oakland Athletics, the great Glenn Kuyper, next right here on A's Cast Live. The Oakland Athletics begin spring training on February 25th. Now's the time to make plans to catch us in Mesa, Arizona, and enjoy the sunshine of your family and friends. Buy your tickets early for the best seats at the lowest prices as your green and gold take on the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Angels, and more at Ho-Ho Cam Stadium. Antonio, it's a deep drive to right in the corner. Gritchick going back. He'll turn and watch it fly. Get your tickets at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. I'm excited about this idea. Are you talking about? And how about the road trips this could create? Oh, and how, the, and how they do the scheduling for the you talking about the realignment? Yeah, yeah. You could have some killer road trips. I mean, because think about it. How many people have talked about the rarity of going to a town, a great town, and being there? For back-to-back series. Like, I remember a few years ago, the A's did a back-to-back Cubs-White Sox, and it seemed like everybody in our front office went. It was the it was the Chicago week. Did we play four in Chicago and uh, against the White Sox and three against the Cubs or something? People went for like a week. I mean, to have like New York. But now you could have a road trip that would be, you know, Playing the Yankees and the Mets and the, the the Red Sox. I mean, you talk about a road trip. I mean, unbelievable. And a man who has traveled the entire country over and over again. Glenn, how are you? Hi, Tony. How's it going? Uh, we were just talking about this article that's come out that has said once we get going with uh, Oakland being ready for a stadium – Tampa ready for a stadium and expanding to 32 teams, what it could look like with full on realignment. And we went over it and I thought, you know what? The list is actually pretty good to where travel would be cut down. We'd actually be using real good geography to place people and where they need to be. And I was also saying Mm -hmm. you could have some incredible road trips for the fans when you have Two straight series in New York, two straight series in Chicago or Southern California could be epic for fans. Yeah, it's, and I, we're probably talking about the same article. Um, I saw, a, a, I think it was in the Athletic, and yeah. it was terrific. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, listen, it's going to happen. I mean, the thirty-two teams that that's thirty-two is sort of the perfect number, you know, for as far as having the right amount of of teams. In, in the league, whether it be NFL, NBA, it just, it just fits, right? Uh, 16 and 16, you know, uh, four divisions of eight, eight divisions of four. There's so many different things you can do. But, um, yeah, I, I saw it, and, and, and I liked it. I did. I liked it. You know, I think there's, there's going to be maybe some 
some feedback on the elimination of American League and National League. Yeah. Um, you know, but but that's you know, is that worth it? I mean, you're just really going to almost like football where you have the Western Conference, you know, Eastern Conference. I don't know. I don't know how, how that would all work out. But to me, that's sort of minor stuff compared to the things you were talking about and, and how great it would be. I'm with you. Cubs and White Sox together, same division, oh. A's Giants. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, the only problem that we have is that somebody's got to take the Rockies. It's just it, it is what it is. But we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll swallow the Rockies. We'll we'll swallow it. We've seen a good Denver Oakland matchup with the Raiders and the Broncos. It yeah. can live. You grew up in Wisconsin, the great state of Wisconsin, and I love this Midwest because you got Cubs, White Sox, then you throw in Brewers and Twins. I mean, take us through, take us through that perspective because we already know the great rivalry of the Green Bay Packers is the Chicago Bears. <laughs> well, I think I think yeah. I mean, and you could say that about a lot of these, which would be four team divisions. But that's a perfect example. I mean, the two Chicago teams is great, and then you know you know Milwaukee, Wisconsin people hate Illinois people, vice versa. <laughs> Minnesota people don't like Wisconsin people. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, that's a perfect example, but you're going to get that, um, you know, you're going to get that in pretty much all of these divisions, right? I mean, Giants and A's and, and Dodgers and Angels and Padres. And I mean, you could go on and on. I think it's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm, I'm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm for these changes. I really am, um, and because not only do I think it's 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 progress, even though you know baseball is not always baseball fans are not always totally into you know big changes, but I think it's going to happen, and I think that the whole realignment thing is going to be part of it. Now, how that all how they all do that, you know, that's a different story. But I thought it was great too when I read it, and I'm just I'm pulling it up here. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, makes yeah, sense. I mean, it just makes sense. How about ask, how about Astros, Royals, Cardinals, Rangers? That's in the Southwest division guys, the Southwest division. Yeah. I was trying to tell everybody that years ago before there was an Astros and before the, uh, Texas Rangers that St. Louis and the Midwest, their fan base, whether it's Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Iowa, Nebraska, they're all Cardinal fans. The Cardinals absolutely dominate the mid part, the the Midwest part, especially the South, the Southwest too. So that makes sense. And you know what people have to learn is when you talk about great rivalries, people out West will learn about the great rivalries between Wisconsin and Minnesota. We, we talk about the Badgers against the Golden Gophers. That is a hated old school rivalry. No. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, 
University of Minnesota. I don't even know. Do they have sports there? I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> but, and, I, I, I'm, too, I'm too old to be acting like that, Tony. I have to behave myself. You're never too old. But I just – you know what? The thing is that – and something that you've lived your entire baseball career, whether you're A's, Giants – Mariners, we just fly more than anybody else. And the travel between the East Coast teams for the West Coast team, the reality is it's just not fair. No, it's brutal. And and the thing is, Tony, with that is is it's just what we do. Um, I've never known any other baseball flying, right? So we fly a lot. We're almost – we are used to it. But then when you talk to guys who are with the Indians or the Tigers or the Brewers or the White Sox, the, it, it, you know, those teams right in the middle who have really, you know, short flights everywhere, they're like, man, that's brutal. Well, we don't even know it because it's just what we do. But it's going to be bad this year. I mean, I think we added 9,000 travel miles this year because, you know, we go east like five times. So, yeah, it's not great. It's not great, but it, it's just what we always do, so we're almost used to it. I, I think when people hear it, they don't understand that, you know, there's an art to traveling and how to travel and how to sleep on a plane and how, you know, because it beats up your body, and more importantly, it really beats up on the athletes. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, nobody cares about about you know, the guys in the front of the plane, us guys. But, yeah, I mean, these athletes, you know, I mean, baseball players, whatever sport it may be, it's not good for your body, you know, to be to be on an airplane a lot. It's not good for, you know, healing or anything like that. So it it, it is a factor. There's no doubt it's a factor. And and you know, we're we're really even, you know, kind of going past, you know, hey, we're tired, you know, we were we just had a six hour flight. It it's really even more than that. You know, I think like you said, from a player standpoint, I, I, I do think it, it it has a negative effect on their body, especially when you're banged up toward the end of the year. No doubt about it. And this would just make it more apples to apples by having less of those trips and playing more of the teams. I just think, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the rivalries when you're talking about how, you know, we're looking at a map where the – Yankees and the Mets are like nine miles from each other. The Cubs and, White, Cubs and White Sox are 11 miles. We're 13 miles from the Giants. I just think years from yeah. now, how great would, would every year playing against each other, the the true rivalry, what it could be between like the Giants and the A's? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and, you know, and so if you just start adding up the positives of it, which – you know, what you're talking about is certainly one. The travel, I think, is is huge. I think that's a very big deal. But, and then I think, the you know, the big picture is would it be good for, for baseball just in general? And I, I say, yeah, heck yeah. You know, how about that Eastern Division? Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies. I mean, how much fun would that be to watch? Oh, I, I just, every. Everyone is great. The only the only one I keep looking at that it's like Denver. Somebody's got to take the Rockies. Every everywhere else I look, it, it just <laughs> it, it just all makes sense uh, for you. Spring training right around the corner. I'm hearing you're going to be calling some games for us here on A's Cast. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, just two or three. 
um, get to work with Johnny Doskow, which, you know, we, we, Johnny's the best. We're super excited to have him on the team. Um, I love that guy. We've known him for a long time, so he's going to be great. And yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to be versatile, right? Tony, um, play, play different positions. That's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Um, and gosh, it's, it's amazing that next week guys are going to be teeing it up, huh? I just can't wait to get my white legs back into the sun and get some shorts on. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with the white legs, though, Tony. I've seen them. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Pants are an option, too, for you if, if you want to go that route. It's up to you. I look like a snowbird from Chicago right now. It's time to get some sun. Yeah, I know. You know what? Let's you and I just uh, make an effort to maybe tan down the left field line like the great Bill King used to do. Oh, God. Get a Speedo, a little baby oil. Let's go. <laughs> do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You know what? It's that time of year where you really start to think about it. And boy, once once the middle of January gets to you, then then it the, the season really comes at you fast, and and then it gets exciting. So for you getting ready for this season, obviously we're going to do some play by play. There's the storylines. What are some of the things you're thinking about with the 2023 <laughs> athletics? Well, you know what it. it Listen, there's, it's going to be a, a, a very young team again. You know, we all know that. Is it a, is a team going to win 90 games? Listen, probably not. But I, I think, I think the, the group of young players that are now close to the big leagues or in the big leagues, to me, it, it's become, or to me, it's a more attractive group. I think it's a more talented group than maybe what we were looking at last year when, you know, the trades were all finalized and you said, well, this is, this is who we got. I think this year there's, there's just more young talent to get excited about. Um, you know, you look at all these young pitchers and I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them all. We saw a couple of them last year, but there's more this year. Um, you know, you're excited about Langoliers. You're excited about the Ruiz kid who you, who, we got in the trade and got a chance to be a center fielder, you know, so there's just, I, I just think there's, there's more talent. It's young talent. It's going to take a while, but there's more to work with. And if if we play the what if game, what if Aguilar, what if Seth Brown can both have pretty good years? I mean, could mm-hmm. you, could you see that's where the pop truly comes from? Oh, no question. No question. I'm excited about Seth Brown. I thought he was, you know, he was kind of hot and cold the first half. But if you look at his second half numbers last year, he was really good. Um, And, you know, I think maybe him settling in more to a position, I think you'll probably see him mostly in the outfield. I don't know that for sure, but that's sort of the vibe I'm getting. You know, I I think if you can plant, Seth Brown in you know left field or you know however you want to do it and just let him play every day from the improvements he made from the first half to the second half last year you got yourself a pretty good player I think um and you know you look at Aguirre you hope he turns it around had a great year in 21 not a good year last year these are all guys that you hope turn it around obviously and then you you know you mix in these young kids and you know, we're excited about that. And, you know, Tony Kemp's a good player. 
We love the catcher, Langleers, you know. You know, so there's 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 some things there to work with, and, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And then we're going to have all the new rules. Where are you? How are you feeling about all the new rules? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I was hoping we could talk about it. Um, I, I'm good with it. Of course, I don't, you know, I could change my mind a weekend. I don't think I will. And the reason I'm good with it, Tony, is we obviously have to see how this all works out. But I think I just like the fact that Major League Baseball maybe saw some issues that needed to be fixed, and they're doing something about it. Now, we may not, you and I may not agree that we like the rule changes. We may, we may not. Other people may not. But, but the effort is being made to improve the game um, to improve areas that the fans are saying, I don't like that. And that's why I like what major league baseball is trying to do. We're all in a holding pattern on whether these things are going to work. But like I said, I, I, I just feel like the heart is in the right place with these things, trying to make the game more interesting and a better pace. And and for that, I, I'm excited about it, but I think it is going to be a big deal. Um, we, we just got a big about an hour and a half video from MLB us, you know, TV guys, and and I've been watching it, and they go over it. It's, it's very super informative, um, and it's, it's very interesting. You know, I mean, this thing has been looked at and studied for, for, for years now. Um, and it's going to change the game. I, I think the game is going to be different. Um, you know, they're calling it's it's not a pitch clock. The official terminology, Tony, is pitch timer. Okay, um, but without the pitch timer in the minor leagues in 2021, games were three hours and three minutes on average. Last year, with the pitch timer in the minor leagues, games were two hours and 38 minutes. Sold. That's a twenty-five minute. Sold. I'm sold. <laughs> you, you, right. I mean, and, and you know, we're talking about minor leagues, and I get it, but but it's going to make a significant difference. I think the the, the pitch timer thing. I really, really think it's it's going to help. Well, I just think all that time with, with with you and Ray, and now you at Dallas, and you're you're on live television for three hours and thirty, three hours and forty-five. That is a long time to be on television, especially when there's a not a whole lot of action going on. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's a great point, Tony. And and you know, I did 158 games last year, so I got a pretty good idea, you know, how games are are moving along. <laughs> but you know, I got, I got a decent idea. Yeah, yeah. You been? It's not your first rodeo. <laughs> No, but I, I can tell you, on average, and this is a, this is an educated guess. I bet, I bet this happens once on average, once per half inning. Okay, where there is not a ball put in play for three to four minutes straight. Now you think about that. Nothing going on, whether it be a walk, a strikeout foul balls, taking pitches, nothing going on. No ball put in play. I'm telling you, two, three, four-minute stretches, 
almost every half inning. That's the problem, if you ask me. It's there's just nothing going on. And listen, there's times when Dallas and I look at each other and go, "Let's get some action." And it's not it's not individual teams. It's just the way the game is now. And Major League Baseball sees the same thing, and they're trying to make this a little more exciting. And um, I, I really hope it works. And I just like the fact that they're trying. That that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, and as you're talking about, there's only so many times you can say, "Hey, last year in Double A, this guy did this, or this guy won the community, yeah. this guy won the community award back in Arlington." I mean, there's only so much you could fill. I mean, we need action. And one of the things, That's right. one of the things, you know, we always do big bold predictions in spring training. And one of the things that I'm really thinking about is. I think the stolen base numbers are going to skyrocket because you just think from a yeah. you think from a pitcher's perspective, you think from a base runner's perspective. If you know that guy can't throw over all the time, that's going to mess with the pitchers. It's going to make the runners greedy. I mean, you as a former player, just think about knowing that a guy can't throw over anymore, or he's scared to throw one yeah. more time for a box. You're gone. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons. They did this, I, it, and and it it is a, it is a, a little it's tough on the pitchers, you know, but you know in this video that I'm telling you about from Major League Baseball, they you know they did a lot of research with the fans. They asked thousands and thousands of fans, you know, what's and the, the the biggest response was, what did fans want? They said they want more stolen bases and they want more doubles and triples. So there's that action that you get, you know. Um, and you know, listen, Tony, you were a pitcher. I mean, it, it takes away a little strategy from the pitcher, not, you know, can only throw over twice. And I know Dallas, you know, he, he doesn't like it for obvious reasons because he was really good at holding runners and that kind of thing, but maybe there's a new strategy within that, right? Well, when is he going to throw over? Right. So there's a lot of different things, but with the bases a little bit bigger with that, it's all geared toward. Let's get some more action on the bases. And um, AI, I think that will work too. I hope guys start stealing bases. Remember how exciting it was, Tony, the last half of 2021 when Starling Marte came over and he was stealing bags like crazy? And and we looked at each other and said, this is great. Because he got on base and you were like, I think he's going. And it was exciting. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit of that back into the game where guys – you know, your league leader is stealing 75 bases instead of 45. I think that's a big deal, and I think that's going to happen. And you remember growing up and you're taking hitting lessons. I remember at one point I was doing hitting lessons with little kids, and the approach was always teach everybody hit it back up the middle, hit it back at the pitcher, hit it back up the middle. And that has always been a line drive back up the middle has always been a base hit. Now with the shifts, that's an out. I can't wait for stuff like a line drive back up the middle to be a base hit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. The the shift thing is going to be interesting too. It's the one thing that I'm good with. I may not be fully into it yet, but I think it's the right thing to do it. it, You are taking away a, a, a fairly significant strategy for teams where they do a lot of work on, where to where to put guys right but um what i do think is going to happen with these shifts townie is 
I think the second base position defensively, it's always important, but I think it's become, it will now become even more important. Um, you better have some pretty good range. Your second baseman needs to have some pretty good range because he's on the dirt. Um, so little things like that, I think, are going to come into play. Um, all of a sudden, you know, the individual player, you know, hey, we need to make sure we got somebody at second base who can who can pick it. Um, so now that becomes a thing, right? So I think everybody needs to be patient. I think spring training is just going to be a trial by air. I think it's going to be a little weird sometimes. I think the players are going to get pissed because they're going to get called for stuff, right? You know, uh, the, the pitchers are going to get called for it. The hitters are going to get called for it. Um, but let's hope that they understand what's going on. And, Tony, umpires are going to call this stuff. There's not going to be like, well, they are going to call it. I think they're being instructed to call it, and they're going to. So, listen, if it's three and two and the bases are loaded and the pitcher takes longer than 20 seconds to deliver a pitch, it's going to be a ball, and it's going to walk in a run. So this is going to be a big part of the game, and, and fans are just going to have to kind of sit back, watch, and they will see the results, but they will also see some growing pains with, with the players, the pitchers, the hitters, and even the umpires. Yeah, you make a good point about the middle infielders. Uh, they're going to need athleticism again. It's one of the beautiful yep, parts of time. our game is the, the great athletes, and, and what, what shifting did was allowed you to hide bad defenders in the infield. You're not going to have that sure. anymore, and I think that is going to be good. You got me all fired up. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, I am fired up. And just so you know, Tony, just so you know, bases are empty. Pitchers got 15 seconds to throw it. Runners on base, they got 20 seconds to throw it. You being a former pitcher, keep that in mind. Get 15 it. with the bases empty, 20 seconds with the runner on. No messing around. You know you know what I think of myself as now? A post-game show host. Let's hurry this thing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we're going to be good. I think games are going to be two hours and 40 minutes, and it'll give you an extra 20 minutes to talk to our great fans and – you know, they love their Uncle Tony, so it's going to give you a little more time to I can't, bond with our great fans. I can't remember the last time I came on at 930. I can't wait for that. Oh, you'll be well into your show at 930 this year. <laughs> 6.40 start from the Coliseum. Oh, my gosh. You'll be in You'll be in segment three by then. Oh, I'll be having. All right, buddy, we will talk to you when uh, you're doing games down in Arizona because we're going to be doing the pregame show for all of them. Great. Can't wait to see you soon, Tony. All right, be well. See you, buddy. The great Glenn Kuyper, the TV face of your Oakland Athletics. I'm telling you, guys that they have been hiding in the middle of the diamond with shifts because of their bats are going to get exposed. Yeah, you can't and you can't switch the uh, second baseman and put him at shortstop and move the shortstop to second base now either. You got your shortstop. Better be able to have. He better have lateral movement. Got to be and second base. You got to be able to go left. You got to be able to go right. You got to make the backhanded play. You got to make all your plays now. And as a shortstop, not only do you got to have the range, your lateral movement, you got to have an arm. 
No more shifting three guys on the left side so you don't have that much space to defend. Now you're going to have your third baseman. Your third baseman's got to be able to go to his left. He's got to be able to do the backhand over the bag. He's got to be able to come forward. Yeah, it's going to – defense is going to be – it's going to be a lot of fun. And, yes, I'm telling you now, when we do our big, bold predictions, I've been talking myself into, I think stolen bases are going to jump far more than people know. I mean, just think as a pitcher. You got a guy leading off first. He's got a big lead. What are you going to do? Throw over. You got two more. Takes another big lead. What are you going to do? If he knows you're not, if he knows you don't want to throw over on throw two or three, what's going to happen? It's going to go. He's going. And then if you, okay, now let's say big lead, you throw over. Big lead again, you throw over. You're now down to one throw, or it's a, and you better get the guy, or it's a Bach. I'm thinking purely as a right handed pitcher. If you are smart, you are going to play mind games with the pitcher. And, oh, by the way, the pitcher can't sit there and hold it and hold it and hold it and try and freeze you because he's got to go. He's got 20 seconds. So you already know the timing of everything as a runner. You know the pitcher doesn't want to throw over. You know the pitch timer is against him. This is all playing into the hands of a base dealer. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. I'm telling you. 80 stolen bases, 70 stolen bases, 60. We're going to see some big numbers from guys. And over, if they keep this rule, which I don't think they will, but if they keep this rule, the throwover rule, it's just going to grow stolen bases for everybody. Why wouldn't you run? You've got a timer. There's a timer there as a runner. You know if this guy hasn't thrown over with 18 seconds, he's not coming over. You're going to know the tendencies. They're going to scout the pitcher's tendencies. You're going to see that certain pitchers are going to throw or throw over if they do will be in the first 10 seconds. They'll be they'll – be, you have 20 seconds, right, with a runner on first? Yes. Okay. There will be scouting reports because we scout everything that's going to say he'll throw over in the first 10 seconds. The last 10 seconds he's not throwing over. I'm gone. Yeah, and uh, just a reminder too. Once you if to say the batter steals second, it restarts. So you have three throwovers every time you steal a base. Or, I'm I'm always yeah, thinking no. as a right right handers don't like throwing to second no, base yeah, anyway. No. I'm taking a huge lead at second. Where you're going to see monster leads. Yeah, the, challenging pitchers and defenses. Because I'm telling you, the one of the easiest bags to well, you you got two bags to steal. You can get monster leads going off off second base and steal third. I mean, Ricky Henderson, steal second, steal third, steal second. Steal. I do it all the time. If I have any kind of athleticism and, and wheels, I'm going to take advantage of this because you know what? You know what's going to happen. We're motivated. What are, what's the one thing baseball players are motivated by? Money. Money. And all of a sudden, you're stealing more bags. You're scoring more runs. Because the more you take 90 feet, we're a game of 90 feet. The more you take 90 feet, the better chance you have of touching home plate. The more times you touch home plate, the more you're going to get paid. And once you start seeing guys in arbitration, you know, they start saying, well, my client stole 45 bases. He's getting extra money in arbitration. Or my client just signed a new four-year deal because he steals bases. Once Money, incentivize players, everybody's going to be running. Because that's one thing we know players care about, 
it's money. And if they if they know they're going to get paid more for stealing bags, we're off to the races, baby, and it'll be nothing but good for our game. Totally agree. I see that. I mean, we've talked about for a while about stolen bases going up, and you know, we could see a guy on the A's. That's a that's a. I mean, I think he could do. It. I think Seth Brown could be a twenty twenty guy for the A's. I'm not going to go as far as saying forty forty. I think 2020 hit 25 last year and stole 11. I think he can get up there. Yeah. I think uh, Estuary Ruiz will get up if he makes the roster out of camp and he gets a lot of playing time. He could easily steal 40 bases. He stole 85 last year. Uh, 85. Who, yeah, and between double and triple A. Who else on the team that could steal? Ramon steal Laureano Ramon, if he's healthy. Uh, Ramon, remember a couple years ago, he took, he had, was leading baseball. What, what about bases. you call him with Dallas Braden, Nicky Knox? He's now Tony Kemp can steal some bags. We're the running A's. Let's run. I don't know if we're going to be as the what, – what year was that? Was that 19 – the 1978 with Chuck Tanner? Well, they had eight zillion stolen bases, like, like 300 and something stolen bases. Sorry, it was, I think it was 1976. Let me just double check. 1976, the A's were 87 and 74. That year they stole a grand total of 341 bases. 341. That's the goal. And there was no Ricky <laughs> Henderson on that team either. Who led the team in steals that year? Uh, in 1976? Yeah. No idea. Billy North, 75. Campy, 54. Don Baylor, 52. God, you don't think about Don Baylor as a base dealer because when you're growing up, he was just this big old dude who hit bombs and wore, wore it in the back. But, yeah, Don <laughs> Baylor used to – he still has the most hit by pitches, right? Uh, yeah, I think he still does. Um, Don Baylor, that's hard to think. Fifty-two stolen bases. How big was Don Baylor? He just seemed like a massive man. Six-one, one ninety, according to Baseball Reference. Because we just know him as older when he was a lot bigger. Don Baylor hit two hundred sixty-seven times by pitches. Uh, okay, there was there's two more guys still thirty bags that year for the Ace. Um, so you had Billy North with seventy-five, Campy with fifty-four, Don Baylor fifty-two. Claudel Washington with 37. Claudel was there in 76. And Phil Garner with 35. And then Larry, Scrap Iron? And Larry Lintz stole 31 bags with only, wait for it, one at bat in, on the season. He stole four bags and one at bat? I mean, he, yeah, I mean, might as well. Um, <laughs> he had, now he had four plate appearances, but he played in 68 games, obviously a pinch runner. This was 76. 76. 300, was, 341 steals. I was four years old. I wasn't even close to being born yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make some big, bold predictions in spring training along with you, and I think stolen bases are going to be maybe my biggest and boldest. Hell, Ca uh, Captain Sell had 27 homers and 20 steals. He's a 2020 guy. I'm, I, why wouldn't you? you? You have a timer. Not a clock, a timer. I like how they're, they want to get word of the dirty word clock. But you have a timer. You know when the – if a pitcher – if maybe a guy's gutsy and he's going to look at the timer and maybe he goes at 19 seconds, he's going to throw over. But I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of pitchers. By the time they get to at least 15 seconds, you're going to have the scouting report. They will not throw over. And you're going to be able to pit. I mean, if a guy gets to 19, 20, you're gone. You're gone. You're going to time this stuff and you're going to be gone. It's just start. I mean, I we'll talk to Mark Kotze and he's probably going to, Tell me I'm an idiot, but I'm going to be like, man, I tell every guy, you got the green light. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Every guy on our team should have the green light. 
you ready to go? Go. The the one thing I'm looking, f- I'm I want to, I'm going to track obviously because I'm a nerd. Um, we can't obviously the infielders need to stay on the dirt; they can't touch the grass. But the how they how teams align the outfielders is going to be interesting. Especially if you want to, okay, you can't put the you can't put the shortstop in short right field, but you can move your left fielder to right field. That's not that's not against the rules. So if you're willing to risk a double to get an out, or someone slapping the bottle in the third base line past the third baseman all the way to the left field wall, because you want to put your left fielder in right field, you might pay off for a guy like Joey Gallo who only pulls the ball. But a guy who can hit the ball the other way like Matt Olson or Freddie Freeman, you're you're not going to do it against them. But a guy like Gallo, these extreme pull hitters, uh, Corey Seager, who I think he's going to have a big year. Now, now that we don't have to shift. I mean, I, I think Hembo dropped a set. He is going to have a brutal year defensively. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to go He glove. is going to be – you're going to look at how much he gives you offensively and how much he gives it back defensively. Seager is not great defensively, and now he's basically spent, what, his entire career in the shift? Yeah. And his defensive metrics are not good. You're going to take that shift away? Good luck. It's a lot of pressure on Marcus. Let's – good luck. Good luck to Marcus. <laughs> how much has Marcus played in, without the shift? Yeah, now he's playing second, so I guess now we get to see how much range, how, what his range is like. Now we're going to see. Like, guys are going to have to. You're not going to have the shift. You're not going to have less room to cover. You're going to have more room to cover. Let's just see how good some of these infield – how good is your defense? Are we really – I mean, when we talk about the best teams in baseball, we don't really that often say, well, you know, they're infield defense. Now we may start talking about – fundamentals and how you play defense and who are the best defensive teams who picks it up and throws it the best who makes the routine plays who makes the spectacular plays because analytic people never want to get into that because they just knew everything all the outs were happening in shifts yeah and what team probably was the best last year in infield defense don't know. Um, that would be probably the team that won the World Series, the Houston Astros. Don't know. Oh, and they took they shi- everybody shifted. Who knows? And then they also took. How great is Altuve's range? Oh, How great is Pena's range? How, we're going to see. We have no idea until we see no shifting and guys got to cover more ground. Are we now going to know? All right, who's got the best infield defense? They're they're going to be. They're still going to be good. And they also replaced a pretty good first baseman with a outstanding first baseman, and Jose Abreu. Let's just see. I'm not crowning anybody yet. Bregy's pretty good at third base. Not crowning anybody yet. You and your love for the Astros. It's disgusting <laughs> on this program. But, yeah, that's something I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking forward to, the sharp ground ball, line drive back up the middle being a base hit. Truly squaring it up, doing your job as a hitter, and being rewarded for it. The two big words we're going to have to follow this year, we talked, our boss, Delaire, and I talked about it earlier, uh, disengagement and violation. I mean, two big words this year used in baseball. Disengagement? That's like when you step off the mound to throw away. Like, that's one of the words. I, I believe it was disengagement. How many times can you disengage? Uh, well, it's the, like, throwing over the first base, the pickoff. What if I don't throw over and I just disengage? That's I don't know how it would work, but violation also when, Apparently, the sign for it is going to be something like this. Where there's a violation for the striker ball with a clock and over under. No, think about that. One of the weapons for a right-handed pitcher is to step off and not do anything. Same thing for a lefty. A lefty comes set. He can step off and act like he's going to throw. Actually, I just went out. Put me back on the camera, please. So a lefty can, and they'll show you the ball. They'll step off and show you the ball. What's that? 
It's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to you that. You say that's disengagement. Does that count? I don't. It's a good question. I don't have the answer to that. Why don't you? I don't know. Everything. You're the rules official. Uh, no, there's other people who know more about the rules than I do. I did get a handout. But, there's a handout in my bag. But do you about see it. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like right-handers will step sure off that, and look, but they won't throw over. Does that count as a throwover? I'm making sure that's the, the the word we're looking at for baseball. See if that even comes up. Yeah, I think it's disengage. So, no, go up. They had it. They had the definition. Pitchers can't. Pitchers can only disengage. The rubber twice per plate appearance. I think this is in the yeah yeah third times a, a is going to be the Bach. So if you're going to disengage, because normally to pick a guy off as a right hander, you're not going to step off. You're just going to turn and fire. So whether you're stepping off or you're throwing up, you got you don't have to throw if you step off. But if you're going to get charged for it, you might as well throw over every time. Yeah, uh, real quick, over under three guys ejected on opening day for <laughs> the violations. I think it's going to be under. I think they're going to be right. You're going to you're you're going. It's spring training. You're going to you're going to get it. You're going to get it. What's well, weird because they're not using the new rules in the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, which starts on March eighth. They're not using these new rules and because they don't want they don't want players learning the rules during the tournament. They want players learning it at spring training. Well, they're going to learn it. Spring training starts before the tournament. Yeah, but you're hardly in spring training for the World Baseball Classic. Games start the what? Our first game is the 25th, and the first WBC game is the 8th. So you got like two weeks. Yeah, but you don't play every day, and you don't yeah. play full games. You're getting like one, a couple of bats. All I know is that uh, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you all I know is Arnaldo and Goldschmidt are fans of not having it in there. You should understand. You do not just two weeks into it want to implement on something you're trying to showcase the world. Yeah, but after, that's not smart. But after the the World Baseball Classic's over, you have like less than ten days for the season starts. I get it, but your baseball, you want to highlight your sport. The last thing you want is guys complaining about rules violations and guys doing it in different languages. Yeah, okay, I get it. That just does not make sense. So I understand why they wouldn't do it, but yeah, these guys, you better learn because you can complain all you want. It's not going to do you any good. No one's going to sit there and say. Oh, poor pitcher, you're right. We're not going to make you go within 20 seconds with a runner on. That's the rules. You either adapt or die, as Billy Bean, played by Brad Pitt and Moneyball, said. Adapt or die. You don't like it, you're going to be in trouble. You won't survive. If you don't adjust to the rules, you won't survive. Rule changes happen all the time in sports. you got to be able to adapt because if you don't, you're in trouble. What do we got Friday? Uh, well, we, we're going to have Eno Saris. Yes. And we're working on, still working on, this guy's very busy around this time with the Super Bowl. But uh, our old colleague, Joe Fortenbaugh. We'll have some prop bets for you on Friday. Yeah, and we're going to talk about MLB uh, win totals also. Um, yeah, I love that. MLB win totals are some of the fun. It's a bet that lasts for six months, unless your bet is so bad. And the team you bet on is performing so bad, you know you've already lost. But your bet rides for <laughs> essentially six months. It is a fun wager, as we like to call it. So that will be on Friday. What was the reaction inside our little notes about the uh, changing of the divisions? Oh, um, did, did, I, don't, I don't know if we got a lot of, let's see. 
Did we get any? Did we get a lot of the? You can't take away the national. Someone said the NHL also did realignment with no issues. I haven't heard much from traditionalists since the DH was added to the National League. Um, Then someone said, "Just win, baby." Uh, That's one of the comments in there. Uh, Yeah, so no one really had a had an issue with it. Then someone said, "Make the soul and base great again." (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I, I think it's... You know, and this list can't be set in stone until we know where the expansion teams are going. Yeah. Because if you get – let's just say Montreal is one of the teams. you got to put them in the same division as Toronto. Yeah, that's in the division with Cleveland. And and let's just say you got Portland. They're in there with Seattle. Portland's got to be with Seattle. Now you got dilemma. Now you got a dilemma. Where would you go if you take Portland? Obviously, Portland would need to be with Mariners, A's, and Giants. Now, where do you throw the rock pile? Well, you'd be taking Charlotte. You'd be taking Charlotte away from where from the Mid Atlantic, and maybe you got to swap somebody. Maybe like Nashville's got to go to the Mid Atlantic. Well, no, I mean you got to. So you would take. Charlotte out. Let's say Charlotte doesn't get its Nashville and its Portland. Portland would join us. So that leaves a mid-Atlantic team out. You're not going to have the Rockies join the Southeast, right? No. Or the maybe the Southwest. Yeah, maybe take out maybe take out the Cardinals. Yeah, but Kansas City's more east than they are. You'd rather, I bet I want to see the Cardinals at Royals rivalry. It's a dilemma. Once again, who's our problem? Who's the problem? The Rock Pile? The Rocky. Rocktober, as they once called what, it. What, what were they called? The Broad Street Bombers? Not Bl- the Bl- Bl- or it was a Blake Street Bombers. Blake Street. Street Broad Bombers. Street's the, uh, Phil, the Flyers. The loser, uh, loser Flyers. So what do you do? If you take Charlotte out... You're in the mid-Atlantic. Think about, okay, we're on the East Coast here. Who could you take out and make them more an East Coast? It may – you can't say Nashville because – They're in the South. Na- actually, Nashville isn't that far. Give me the flight from Nashville to D.C. Because really the, the Rockies, the Rockies fit. The Rockies really fit with Dallas and Houston. Uh, you said Nashville to where? Nashville to uh, D.C. That'd be our nation's capital. It is an hour and 55 minutes. Yeah, see, that's not that far away. If you take Charlotte out, somebody's got to get into this. I mean, maybe Kansas. No. St. Louis is the one. St. Louis is kind of the sticker because St. I mean, St. Louis, St. Louis is closer to D.C. Than Kansas City. 
It's just that stickler once again. Even if you put a team in Portland. 220 from D.C. to St. Louis, by the way. you got to do something with Denver. you got to do something with the Rockies. I don't know what to do with them, but you got to do something. Somebody's going to get hosed to add the Rockies because Portland gets added. Portland's with us. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Oakland. So if you have Denver, where's Denver go? If we boot Denver, they're not going to the south, and they're not going in uh, with the Dodgers, Angels, Padres, D-backs. That's already set. So where do you put Denver? Maybe, Maybe you realign from a standpoint of Kansas City, St. Louis, Denver into hooking up into a division, and you figure out to uh, figure out a way to make Dallas, Houston, Nashville, somebody else that way. Yeah, I was just trying to think of how you could. It's do complicated. It. I was trying to think how you could do it with, with cutting down the teams and or the divisions and just have because there's four in each, right? So you, maybe you cut down and only have three divisions. Then I, I then I have to logically think that through my head and how the playoffs would work and all that. But you, what you could do is Nashville, Dallas, Houston, add somebody to them. But you could you could do all right. We're gonna put Denver, Kansas City, and St. Louis, and add somebody to that. I'm glad there's someone who makes more money than us that's gonna figure this out. Somebody, this is happening. This is this isn't. I mean, for people out there, remember when everybody would tell you the DH is happening? The DH is gonna happen. Oh no, it's not nationally. It's gonna happen. And what happened? It happened. It happened. This is going to happen. There's going to be 32 teams, and they're going to realign. But the stickler is, what are the two teams? Even if A's stay in Oakland and Vegas is the team, Vegas would be, it would be Oakland, San Francisco, Seattle, Vegas. You still have the problem, where do you put the Rockies? They, a, a, an expansion team in Vegas would kick the Rockies out of the West, officially. Bye bye. Yes, I'm just trying to. Th- I don't. I need more time to think about it. How you could? Is this just too much for your precious little mind? No, just I'm trying to think of how like, they do it in the NFL with 32 teams. There's there's four divisions. Well, they don't go by geography in some right because there's no reason why Oakland, uh, Las Vegas now, and L.A. Chargers would be in the same division as Kansas City and Denver. Nor would the Cowboys be in a division with Washington, Philly, and New York. Yeah. So they buck, they buck some of the geo, the geography for some of these divisions. We're not. We're trying to make this strictly. Uh, this is about geography and what's best. Somebody's gonna once again the sticklers, the Rockies. Somebody's gonna have to. Somebody's gonna have to move to accommodate them. So if your expansion is either Portland or Vegas, Rockies get kicked out of the West. And they head towards the central. Remember, also people were people were up in arms when the Astros joined the AL. I don't hear this. I don't hear anyone complaining anymore. Oh, that realignment. I don't even know who those people were. Let alone do I remember who they were. It's because they were the Astros then. They were the laughing stock of the NL Central. I don't remember. All right, everybody, we will be back on Friday. We're inching closer and closer and closer. And hopefully, our preview stuff. When's all the previews? Is it coming after the Super Bowl? Probably. Where's all we'll, our preview articles? We'll, I'm waiting. We'll start previewing. I don't want to hear three storylines, like the storylines. No offense. I, is the, I'll is i give you this one. This is just, 
is Christian Pache still a part of the future? Um, I don't really even see Pache as a huge storyline going into spring. He's got to earn his way to even be a storyline. Yeah. Christian Pache was – the A's traded for him. He had a first good couple weeks, made some plays. Everybody overhyped him. Hit the ball hard. And then all of a sudden could not make contact. And – He's back in Vegas. He is a non-factor. He's got to do something to make himself a factor. Because right now he's not even in my storylines. I'm more excited. I mean, once they picked up Ruiz and you got Loriano. Where does Pache even fit right now? Like, I can't even have him in my storylines. He's got to do something to even get into the storyline category. He needs to have a big spring. He needs to make contact. Yeah, and stop telling me about hard hit rate. You know, two hoppers to short, your hard hit rate. Thank you. Or expected batting average. So, we got a lot coming up on Friday. Everybody, thank you for listening and watching A's Cast Live. And thank you for watching A's Cast and listening to A's Cast throughout the week. And we'll see everybody on Friday. The Oakland Athletics begin spring training on February 25th. Now's the time to make plans to catch us in Mesa, Arizona, and enjoy the sunshine of your family and friends. Buy your tickets early for the best seats at the lowest prices as your green and gold take on the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Angels, and more at Camp Stadium. And Tony, it's a deep drive to right in the corner. Gritchick going back. He'll turn and watch it fly. Get your tickets at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central. Message, video, phone, together. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.